0: I want to try and look ahead now, and obviously it's always difficult to extrapolate from the present to the future, but if you all had to think about what you thought is going to actually change um, going forward, you know, once we slowly move out of lockdown and return to some kind of normality, are there things uh, relating to your business that you think will be different, which you wouldn't have thought of doing before you went into the crisis?
1: I think no, a lot, so will be, a lot. So I, go, uh, I think, sorry, David. I think I think a lot will be different. I think fundamentally, um, there will be a lot more businesses realizing not just playing lip service to social purpose as well as commercial purpose. Um, that will become. I think it's going to become far more important. I think um, whilst things like you know ESG may not be the, the thing that's in the news right now. Um, sustainability, I think that will become far more important. I think this will go far further up companies' agendas, and they will be asking themselves, boards will have to ask themselves, what are we for? Um, Because I think clients will demand, that customers will start demanding that more. I think they're going, you know, the opportunities to come out of this are more more connected businesses, more connected to our customers, more connected to our advisors, for, for those of us who are advisory businesses and more connected to ourselves. And no, I don't mean that to sound wishy-washy. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's gonna be a really important aspect. And How do you do that? Some of it will be harder stuff, like technology. Um, we're realizing that we can work in ways we never thought we could. At the end of February, we had virtually no one in our business working from home. Three weeks later, we had 98% of 4,500 people working from home. Um, if you'd have asked me whether that was possible, or could we do that and run the business successfully under those circumstances? I probably would have said no, and yet we can. Now, I don't suspect that, we, I do suspect a lot of people will want to get back to work, but I think even the working environment will probably be different. Um, so I think a lot of things um, could could be different, but I think fundamentally at the top, at the top we ask ourselves, what are we for? And I think that's the social element of it um, and, and making sure that, you know, you've got a, a social purpose as well as a commercial purpose will become more than just something you put in annual reports.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, Paul, I've known you a long time and you've always been like that, so I'm not sure I necessarily see much difference <laughs> there. Let, let someone else have a go. I think, David, you wanted to come in on, on this question. David Ferguson.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say I, I, I agree with what Paul <clears throat> said there entirely. I, I think what you might see is um, certain behaviours that were becoming norms and may have become... You know convention over a five or ten year period uh, may accelerate substantially you know so the point uh, Paul Paul's just made is completely spot-on we, we've, we've been pretty big and flexible working and homeworking for a while now but um, but not obviously on this scale and at this this level sort of, um, of, of uh, adoption and um, I think people you know, people quite like it they, they don't necessarily want to be work at home every day they don't necessarily want to come back in the office five days a week when this is done either uh, and I think you'll see sort of changes that were probably ongoing anyway in terms of working practices that may have become completely normal by 2030, uh, might become completely normal by 2021 instead. And I think that's, I think that's quite believable. And um, it, I it's, it's interesting, we're all different as well. I mean, I, uh, I generally work at home a day or two, a fortnight probably, um, but I actually really miss being around the people, you know, and uh, it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. You know kind of making random connections with people in the way you would walk about of the office to do it over over your internal communication channels just a bit just a bit less comfortable to be honest i suppose you know mm-hmm. um but i guess that's the sort of
3: thing we might have to become used to
0: okay yeah. uh, uh, someone else how, how how they think things are going to change uh, uh, andy what about you
3: yeah i think i probably i'll probably say three things to my mind one which which you, we've touched upon working from home. I think that is a genie that's out of the bottle now. For those for those companies that haven't done it, uh, there is no going back, and staff will expect it as, as part of the working environment. But not exclusively. I think I think having some form of combination. I think coming from that travel, I think people will operate differently. You know, you you think back to only a few weeks ago, we were debating about whether over 100 billion pound on HS two is you know is good value for money in the in the country, and you're thinking now you go out on the roads and you know. It, it, it's you know, both of those are extremes but i think if we can take 20 percent of people off the roads and off the trains it'll make everyone's life an awful lot better and then probably the third point is disaster recovery you know i think we've all been stuck in the in the late 90s thinking about disaster recovery yeah. uh, you know we all we've all had a we've all had a you know an alternative dr site that we could invoke uh, if anything disastrous went wrong only to find the wasn't another premises in the uk or in the world that that could have actually satisfied our our needs so you know i was the first put my hand up in our business and say look we we hadn't anticipated this i maybe should have done Um, (coughs) and you know i think we've all done a pretty good job at at dealing with you actually dealing with the challenges we've been faced but you know it feels to me as though naturally working from home is is your disaster recovery fall over uh, and we've all got to get to that point point. and every six months you say you, you make everyone work from home uh, and, and it's a live test and you know certainly in my experience you know even when doing DR tests you never quite get to the point of switching everything off so you never truly know whether it's going to work or not whereas you know in this environment send everyone home for a day you'll soon find out so they'll be the three things will jump out for me yeah okay. I, I, I would totally agree with that just two seconds I mean not
4: Disaster recovery and business continuity has all been predicated on big sheds somewhere that everybody can go to. There's mirror equipment and they're up and running in five minutes. Well, of course, in a COVID environment and scenario, when you've got to distance people, that's completely uh, hopeless. So having those places on standby has called us out. So what I think we get used to, exactly as the other guys have said, is, is what we refer to as a dispersed estate. That'll be the modus operandi for the business And I think uh, uh, a recognition that people working from home, agile working, flexible working, which we've all been introducing progressively across the business, doesn't mean that people are in any way less productive. Uh, We've discovered that over the last few weeks. It's finally dispelled the myth in some people's minds that working from home means not doing uh, the, the same output, not delivering the same output, possibly than being in the office. I would argue it's shown it can be the other way around. So uh, there's a new normality coming uh, with agile working being at the heart of it, a dispersed workplace and workforce. And uh, I think that's one of the things we'll get used to uh, very quickly. final thing I would say on purpose, though, that's another one. I'm sure most organizations have been through a culture blueprint and uh, they've got a, a rehearsed set of behaviors and they will have a purpose for their organization. And I think in in normal times that's taken seriously, but it's not taken as seriously as it is being now. And it is a framework on which you can hang so many messages for your business and I think for clients. And to Paul's point earlier about reputation, if you're going to sustain your reputation through this, you do need to have a blueprint that's very clearly understood by everybody. And I think as we come out the other side, corporate, uh, corporate culture will become uh, extremely important and, and better understood. The importance of it will be better understood.
0: I think, David, you're the only one who hasn't spoken on this question of what's likely to change.
5: Uh, well, I, I I would love to echo what Richard said. We also, like um, like a number of companies on the call, have had flexible working for some time, um, and it's a it's a regular practice. I expect it will continue. But I'm also a, a bit of a cynic. I think that most families will have gone into this crisis with laudable ambitions, whether it's to spend more time reading or to to. To take up a new hobby or to learn, learn a new language and I think that it's the nature of human behavior to long for something better in the same way as we long for things to be better out of this crisis. I'm, I'm a little more cynical and perhaps a little less ambitious in that yes I think that we will change but probably in a few years time there will be elements of what we once were coming straight back into the fore. Um, what I think will certainly change is the level of investment that goes into innovation. Every single firm will be forced to question where it's prioritizing its spend. And it, much like us, pumping significantly more money into digital innovation, digitalization, of efficient, business efficiency, of process. Um, I think that we as a business will evolve. Uh, whether we as individuals and our behaviors evolve at the same
0: pace is another matter. Okay, thank you very much for that. I think uh, Dylan, you, 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 and I were talking about uh, technology and digitalization. Have you got? Uh, do
6: Anymore, you want to? Yes, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think um, I do think it's a really big opportunity for for firms with good technology to, to, to thrive. And I, I know this is a catastrophic event, but it's also a great opportunity for you guys. And and I feel the winners, the ones that succeed, um, will be the ones that do get the right technology that that innovates and, and 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 have a deeper engagement with clients and from a technological perspective is it, are you is is that how you see the situation right now and are you can you give examples of how you're innovating
0: okay well i think we should go back to david because he was the one who raised it david Durlacher. Uh, Well,
5: uh, unlike a number of companies, we have been around for 130 or so years. We, like a number of legacy companies that have been around for a long time, have legacy systems. So innovation in in our context is different to a startup or a a tech-based platform entirely. Uh, But innovation, though, still needs to come in. And, And the innovation that we're doing is around... Forms of communication around web um, web links through apps, uh, the innovation within processes, providing greater inter- inter- interconnection. Uh, in- innovation around risk modeling and being able to analyze portfolio positions so that we are able to be slicker at the advice we give, innovation around client onboarding and acceptance procedures uh, that allows us to be more more nimble with how we take on board client information documentation. So there's a whole panoply of of innovation that comes forward, one of which of course is like this and and using Zoom and and, and other forms of video, uh, video conferencing so that we are able to communicate communicate with our our colleagues and our
0: clients better. okay anyone else want to come in on innovation and how you're innovating or how you see yourself innovating in the future
5: well um
4: just maybe an observation i'm sure we could all showcase our digital capabilities and everybody would be a different place in in that journey um we've had a digital strategy running for some time it's part complete there are bits of it not there the bit i wish was there was co-browsing uh, and I really regret the fact we haven't got that out already. It's part of our client uh, portal, but I think what this might do, a bit as uh, in the way that David says, it might just make us uh, accelerate massively towards AI in a way in which we haven't quite got to yet. I mean, the industry talks about artificial intelligence, and even the next generation of machine learning is being discussed. But of course, the practitioners are wrestling with delivering the the digital as is. Uh, applications now. They haven't got into that space yet. So I think this will accelerate it. And some of the functions that uh, David talks about, onboarding, risk management, uh, some of the investment processes can be learnt very quickly by AI and, uh, and can be delivered by AI applications. They're all there in beta at the moment. So I think what we might see is they come into, into use more quickly than would have otherwise uh, been the case.
0: Uh, Richard, just for my benefit, I, I'm sure everyone else knows, but uh, co-browsing—I I only kind of know that in terms of—I think I've overheard my kids saying that they can watch Netflix with their mates. Is, is that what or co-browsing allows? What what is it?
4: This is where this is where you and I—you're my client. Let's hope one day, Lawrence, and we look at the same screen, and it's your investment ah, report, ah, and, and I show you bits on it and, and point at it, and you can you can say right. oh, I'm not. Not so interested in that, but I want to go this bit. Oh, well, so we can do that scary. on
0: Zoom. We can do that on Zoom. I can mm. share documents yeah. with you on Zoom.
4: But on encrypted, it's more difficult. All right.
0: Other uh, someone else want to come in on this and innovation?
6: No. Okay. We but, can. Uh, we... So Lawrence, can I, can I just jump in from the, the compliance mm-hmm. perspective? Does this create this create uh, another dimension of compliance um, issues that, that need to be addressed? And 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 the danger is that you. You guys are open to, to a whole host of new threats. And so how are you protecting yourself from those? Just yeah, just David, David, you would nod in your head. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, oh, sorry, David
6: Ferguson. Or oh, David, uh, David, uh, both Davids. Okay.
2: You go we first, David.
0: David. Yeah.
2: Go David. No, no. Um, David Ferguson, you go yeah, first. You go, yeah. David, okay. Uh, all I was going to say is um, I'm not sure the new threats, they're just, they're just more of... Um, more iterations of a similar thing you know most of us will have uh you know really uh really well developed processes for security and you know and cyber and that sort of stuff and i guess all you're ha- all having now is more and more engagement happens over those channels there's more and more scope for uh you know for, for systems to be penetrated and such like so i think um there's a, there's a great debate and probably more in the ifa market than the wealth management market right about integration of systems and everyone's saying wouldn't it be great if all these different systems were fully integrated incredibly seamlessly. And I think that's all uh, theoretically true, but equally they are also uh, exposed to the lowest common denominator. And once you start uh, linking and integrating into every piece of software that's ever been knocked together, uh, you you run other issues. And there's always a compromise to be found between um, kind of seamlessness and ease of use and making sure your systems are, are secure. And uh, I think that point is, is sometimes sometimes
0: missed. Okay, thank you, David Derlacher. Did you want to come in? Yes. Come
5: well, back? we we're we're an international business. We're the largest pure wealth manager uh, globally, and so therefore we've got to wrestle with cross border and data protection as information as crosses border is uh, is 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 fundamentally important. Um, but I think that there's also. A wisdom that needs to be brought about as we digitalize as to where that risk uh, line needs to to come, where it needs to be drawn. Um, Certainly, yes, there are ways in which we can use electronic uh, abilities for identity and address verification, etc. But ultimately, the buck does still stop with an individual, and and we mustn't dis- so disempower the judgment of individuals through the power of technology and through data that we ultimately lose control of judgment, and, and that is ultimately our best defence within the first line of defence or even the second line of defence in, in protecting us against some some of the most um, scary elements of financial crime.